Welcome to the CDH Counseling Podcast. My name is Mike Brewer, and I'm one of the four school counselors at CDH. Together with our two college counselors, our registrar, and Mrs. Redding, we make up your CDH Counseling Department. Our mission is to serve our students, families, faculty, and administration. We strive for every student and family at CDH to feel connected and informed. This podcast will offer a series of discussions with that goal in mind. Go Raiders. Welcome back to the CDH School Counseling Podcast. Today's episode is a conversation with Tony Leisman, the CDH Admissions Director, on the incoming ninth grade registration that's going to be taking place on March 4th. There are some designated time slots. A through L will register from 3 to 5.30, and M through Z will register from 5.30 to 7.30. So in today's conversation, Tony will lead you through the process and will cover everything that you can expect from that event coming up on March 4th. If you have any questions after you listen to the podcast episode, feel free to contact Tony Leisman or Sandy Cullen in the admissions office. Enjoy. Okay, Mr. Leisman, registration, incoming ninth grade registration, version two. Um, the number one hit so far for the CDH School Counseling Podcast. As of now. As of now, maybe this will top it. Round two with the incoming 2024 group. 2024. Which is exciting. Okay, let's jump right into it. Um, Wednesday, March 4th, we've got two uh, two rounds, A through L from 3 to 5.30, and M through Z, 5.30 to 7.30. Right, so March 4th is a Wednesday night. Uh, there's a lot going on on our campus that night, too, because that same night, uh, in the Joe Maher Fieldhouse, our uh, boys' basketball team most likely will be hosting the quarterfinal section game wow. at 7 p.m. So for any any uh, anyone listening, I mean, could be a full night to get registration done and then uh, just walk right down to the fieldhouse and watch uh, our boys' basketball team. Did uh, you schedule that a, with Mr. Klein? We might have worked on that together. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Mar- March 4th, is uh, it will be held in our Greep Family Gymnasium, and we did uh, for all those – uh, coming that evening, we did break it down by alphabet uh, per last name, just to break the crowd up a little bit. But uh, so, if your last name falls A to L, uh, we, it is uh, open to you to arrive anytime between three o'clock and five thirty, and then uh, M through Z is is five thirty to seven thirty. But but really, families can come anytime. Okay. They, they don't have to fall under that guideline specifically. If they have a better time during that three to 7.30, that works best. They don't need to let us know. They can just show up. Okay. Um, so if it's my spring break week and I'm sitting on a beach in Mexico, what do I do? So uh, you let me know, uh, <laughs> and, and then I'll be very jealous for a split second. <laughs> but we will have makeup registration on um, March 18th. And uh, so for families who have a conflict, they uh, just a quick email or phone call, uh, not a big deal. And then, and if that night doesn't work, uh, we just coordinate something that works best for the family. But we will have a makeup registration March 18th. So Okay, so f- what about families that are listening to this or families that know of somebody that is still interested but has not yet applied? What would you say to that? Our online application is always open. 
So families can apply at any time. We know there's a lot of families that have a different timeline of when they look at schools, and so we purposely leave it open for families to uh, to take take a look at CDH. And um, so the current ninth grade class still, we are accepting applications and we're reviewing applications. Um, so uh, the first step would be to contact our office so that we can meet a family and maybe set up a campus visit for their student or for the family or both. Um, and then if they uh, get to the point where they're interested, our online application is always open. Outstanding. Okay, so we are to March 4th. We uh, park in the front of the school. We're going to enter. How are you going to direct everything? We have, a, uh, we have two entrances on Albert Street. Uh, one of them is our new main entrance. Uh, we have a new addition that just got uh, added onto the school and opened a, a month ago. So for a lot of the incoming ninth graders, they um, unless they... Uh, came to our placement test earlier in January. They probably haven't seen the new space, so uh, we're excited to welcome new families into that. But um, they arrive on our campus. Either entrance is fine. Our, our bigger, larger activity door entrance is the best entrance, and we'll have signs and staff greeting and welcoming the families and directing them where to go. Um, our Raider Rack for uh, school apparel will be open all night, so families can just be aware of that if they want to get their first Raider gear, uh, that night will be a, a prime opportunity. Uh, but we will, we will go ahead and uh, uh, bring families to into our Greek Family Gymnasium. Um, and from there, we have a, a organized uh, checkpoint of the progression of registration, which is uh, they'll be greeted by a staff member. They'll check in at our check-in table. And then um, from there, we will kind of ask questions for the, your particular student um, if they're interested in, you know, JROTC or band or choir, um, academic support for Learning Lab, well, we have a few questions to get to know the student first. And then what we do is pair them up with one of our, our teachers. And, uh, and then that faculty member teacher guides them through the entire registration process. And so we're going to cover today some of the, the uh, understanding of curriculum and credits in the packet that you received but um, ultimately understand that if you just show up at registration and you forgot some of your uh, homework that you did, we're going to cover everything with them. The, uh, inside the packet, there's really two things that are um, uh, good to go through. One of them is the ninth grade practice registration worksheet, which really is an outline for all of the uh, ninth grade courses. And then the other sheet is the uh, Crete Nurem Hall course list for 2020-2021. So um, at registration, uh, we'll basically walk through this whole practice worksheet. Um, and if you, if you pull it out, you kind of have the whole sheet in front of you. The values class that all ninth graders have is for two class periods. Um, it's pre-registered. There's nothing you need to do. We don't have any level placement for ninth graders. They all go into values uh, as as the registration falls. So uh, math, you go down the, you just go right down the sheet. Math, we should have recommended a, a course level for math for all students. So for your student, the sheet should have identified what level math placement we um, recommend, and that is based on all the information we got from their grade school. Uh, if they took this the placement test with us or even with another school, we got shared test results. Um, if anyone has any, um, for lack of better words, difference of opinion on their uh, math placement, we have a math table on the registration night. You could, you're welcome to um, have an open dialogue with us about where uh, we came to recommend a level, and 
Uh, we just kind of sort it out. But uh, we would put down the math level placement that everyone agrees with um, on that sheet. Science and engineering is uh, three levels, college prep, which is our standard level, advanced and honors. Um, we collectively would discuss kind of what level we think is appropriate. Um, so that's not pre-registered, it's more of a uh, decision at, at registration. And then world language, um, all incoming ninth graders have to select a world language. And at CDH, you have to take the same world language for a minimum of two years. Most of our students are three, if not four, um, but our options are French, Mandarin, and Spanish. Um, our, our basic level starts at 101 for all of these. Um, some students, if there are more, uh, they have more history with one language at their grade school, um, they can opt to take a 201, which is our second year of that language. If that is the case, we would register the student for that, that level. And then later in May, we would invite your student back on campus to take a competency test of basically a 101 version of that language. So, for example, if uh, I have had three, four years of Spanish at my grade school and I got a pretty good grasp for it, I would maybe think about Spanish 201 and then be invited back here on CDH campus in May to take a 101 competency test. And that'll direct us, really, solidify the fact that we should be in 201, or it may open a discussion to, to look at 101. Right, yeah, okay. it's a really good indication for everyone involved. So um, so that's kind of how you do the world language. Well, one thing I would say there, uh, Tony, is from a counseling perspective, it is best to stay in one single language. Colleges want to see one language three to four years of that. We only require at CDH, as you mentioned, two years. But for post-secondary option, the vast majority take three, if not four years, of a single language. Right. Okay. Um, so moving along in the registration, there's some open uh, boxes there to fill in. So um, this is where the conversation with uh, your child is important to learn if they're interested in um, some electives and in, in primarily year-long electives. So um, if JROTC is part of the equation, they would put JROTC and fill it in for um, straight across the sheet that for would be a year-long year elective. Yep. Um, JROTC, to stay on that subject, that does fulfill FIED requirement. So if someone is registering for JROTC, they do not need to, to look at any FIEDs uh, really at all because FIED is incorporated in JROTC along with health. Um, when we get into that option, um, health is an option that all ninth graders have to take for one trimester. If they are in JROTC, health is incorporated in JROTC. Correct. Um, if uh, JROTC is not part of the uh, option for your child, um, then they do have to pick one of the three trimesters to put a one trimester course of health or another option is summer health and in that sh in your packet there's a uh, should have been a, a little stapled packet that says uh, summer school guide for incoming ninth graders we have some summer school option classes which are really nice one of them is health uh, we offer a one week summer health slash TLC class which is Kind of a hybrid class of us taking a class that kind of looks into emotional uh, EQ. Uh, they're looking at uh, kind of how to be a, 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 to learn more about themselves, learn more how to be kind of a good person, good citizen. It's really kind of a uh, an audit check on uh, who who they can be as kind it's of a, a friend, course. family member. 
basically a counseling curriculum. It really <laughs> is. Uh, so the the summer health classes, there are options. There's a sheet to fill out. It is a one week class. Um, one the first week option is um, June 8th through the 12th, and then the second week option is June 15th through the 19th. Um, a couple benefits on that class is a you are getting your health credit out of the way, so you, you can take a different elective of your choice. Um, during your ninth grade year, it also is a wonderful way to meet a lot of kids coming in the class. Absolutely, with you. you know, yep. there's, it's uh, forty to fifty kids taught by two 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 instructors, but it's um, a great icebreaker week for them to meet their future classmates. So, yeah. Yeah. that is an option for them. Um, as they're looking at the other uh, registration, um, if choir is an option for them, that is a year long elective. They would they would select band is a year long elective. They would select. Also, Learning Lab, and Learning Lab is an academic support program, and we would have identified that um, in your packet if we recommend Learning Lab. It would be circled, um, and if that is the case, we have some uh, a certain set of instructions that at registration we will guide you through. So that would be what. What if I'm not recommended, but I think my son or daughter would benefit from it? We would then uh, learn that uh, that night, and then if that is the case, we would then set you up to go visit one of our four learning specialists uh, who will all be on, on, uh, on, de- on deck on that night. So, and that's very common. That is very, very common. Um, sometimes we don't get all of the information from the grade school. Uh, sometimes things change over the course of the last few months as we gathered information. So we would want to learn more about if Learning Lab needs to be um, with a, a part of your student's experience or not at registration. If we don't find out till the summer, no problem as well. Yeah, and parents, if you get into the school year and your freshman son or daughter is, is struggling, you contact your counselor. Learning Lab potentially could be an option for support along the way once the school year started as well. So keep that in mind. Uh, a few other options for the electives uh, to fill in these open elective openings is uh, every ninth grader needs to take an extra social studies credit. And so built into the values are three areas, English, religion, and social studies. And those are year-long courses that are incorporated into the values. But every ninth grader needs to take one extra trimester um, or two possibly of a social studies credit. And the option we have for ninth graders is really easy. It's human geography. And if students want to take just a, a basic college prep course of human geography, they would pick one of the, um, the, the three. Um, it looks like uh, human geography is offered all three tries, so they can pick which trimester they want to take college prep human geography. Or they can look into AP human geography. So that is the first AP class a, a, a student at CDH can take ninth grade year. That is a two-try class. That goes second and third. Um, so it's really kind of a conversation. Our AP human geography teacher will be at registration to talk really more you through expectations. Um, it's open to any student to take, but we want to make sure any student that signs up for it understands the expectation of being an AP class since it's probably the first that any of them have ever taken. And, and AP is a different curriculum design. Um, eight out of every 10 points is, is a, uh, an assessment base. So uh, that, that conversation, if you have questions, yeah, Ms. Keske will be a, a good person to talk to. That yes. Night. Yep. Um, so a few other things to note, and again, we will cover this entire podcast in more detail um, at registration, but uh, there, there's two areas that as you're picking these different electives 
to keep in mind, and we will remind you of this at registration, but every, every student at CDH to fall under our graduation requirement needs to take three trimesters over their four years of a fine art credit. Students who are in choir or band, those are considered fine arts. That is just, uh, you'll, you'll fall under that uh, guideline automatically because those are fine art credits. If not, um, there are a listing of choices that students have for fine arts. And so it's very common for students to be, uh, maybe take one or two fine art classes their ninth grade year, um, or maybe they want to spread it out over their four years and take one each year for the first three years. Students can certainly over their four years exceed that credit too. It's not just minimal or, uh, to only three. They yeah, can take a lot of students I work with do. And then if you go to the other side, uh, Phi Ed. And um, students over your four years, you need to take four trimesters of Phi Ed. Uh, because of our new schedule that we're very excited about for next year, students next year, really it's easy. Just you would put Phi Ed or PE into any trimester you want. And remember, students have to have four credits, meaning four trimesters of Phi Ed over their four-year span. So it's very common for students if they are not in JROTC to take one or two Phi Eds or ninth grade year, just because there's so much flexibility on electives ninth grade year. And how we're going to do Phi Ed is you would just put PE in any trimester, and then um, when the school year gets going, it's really going to be a weekly choice for your student. Maybe one week they want to do yoga and they would go online sign up and maybe the next week they want to do strength and conditioning and they go and sign up so it's going to be a weekly choice which i think will be pretty interesting yeah and and they encourage i've talked to the pe department a little bit they encourage that diversity they, the design isn't for somebody to take yoga the entire year yeah. so yeah that's exciting though yeah it is and and i think you know so registration i know most of the people in the class of 2024 is and this is new to them but if there's any siblings um, the registration process is actually um, a little bit more simple to go through. Um, after the six boxes are filled, uh, then there's a couple spaces down below that are alternates. And we just want students to put down maybe some other classes they would be open to take. And what happens is we'll take everyone's kind of first choice courses, electives. And then as we go through sections, which doesn't happen until May or June, we'll put everyone's kind of schedule, we'll build sections. And then uh, we'll, if we need to, we'll contact you if we have to go to an alternate class to put in their schedule. But I will say um, well over 90% of everyone's first choice classes are put into their schedule. Yeah, that's a, that's a, good, that's a good thing. But it is important to pay attention to those alternates and not just throw something down in the event that you would end up in that class. Yes, yep. Likely yeah, that you won't, but... Right. So, um, so I know we, we threw a lot of information at you. Um, the summer classes, if, if uh, summer human geography, I don't know if I mentioned that, that is a one-week option for students. So in the summer classes, again, are to alleviate some openings during ninth grade year. The summer classes are very um, uh, important or a great opportunity for students who are in year-long electives like band, choir, JRTC. But again, anyone can take our summer classes. Yeah. And it is possible to be involved in JROTC and band or choir Very over a four-year so. period and still meet all the graduation requirements. Yep, and uh, I'm glad I'm not on that committee to figure that out, <laughs> but there are openings and availability. We just get creative with scheduling. Yeah, yeah, and there's summer offerings that will happen uh, down the road in between sophomore and junior year, and 
Um, so just meet with your counselor on that. But that, that there is a pathway for that. So I want to point out the um, the summer human geography um, and the summer health. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned it or not, but those do have extra fees required with them. I believe each class is a $200 um, uh, fee for that. So um, just want to make sure everyone's aware of that. Um, but it is really... Um, it, it's really worth it. It's a great way to meet kids in their class. It's a great way to um, connect and kind of get on campus, really. But also, it uh, the, the best benefit is it does alleviate their schedule when they're a ninth grader. It just gives you flexibility to be able to take something that you might want or potentially at a study hall in a season, um, whether you're involved in the play or you're an athlete, yeah. opens up a window for study hall. Right, and I think with... Um, you know, ha- having that, it, it, it is ninth grade year is the best op- opportunity to take a lot of electives. And, you know, when they're a sophomore and a junior, students only have one elective per trimester. So it's important to understand that, that ninth grade year is a really great opportunity to take a lot of different electives. It's nice to be able to knock out some of those fine arts and the phi eds uh, yes. in ninth grade year. Yes, and there's no combination that you need to match. You don't have to have a two fine arts and two FIADs or one or two, it's it's really up to the student what type of electives they want to take ninth grade year. Okay. What about frequently asked questions from parents? Do you get anything that just over and over you see that we could maybe address here that would help? Um, you know, I think common questions I get every year at registration is um, if we sign up for an elective tonight, can we change it later? And that is definitely an option. Uh, we, we really don't put anything into firm place until later in the summer. So if you come to registration night and you sign up for electives and then you guys have further conversation a couple of days later, a month later, and or, you know, most cases they learn what their other friends sign up for, um, they can change. They just give our admissions uh, office a call and we adjust their registration. So I want to point that out. It's not the end of the world. you got to make a you know, we would like you to make firm decisions that night, but if we need to adjust further down the road, we can do that. There's flexibility. Um, other areas I think to note is we're going to have a lot of uh, support staff and coaches and um, programs and um, counselors available that night. So um, it can seem like an overwhelming night, but we want you to know that we're excited to have everyone on campus. So um, if you want to learn about summer camps, if you want to learn about uh, any other opportunities over the summer, uh, we'll definitely get into that. Um, so registration night's a fun night. It's the first time the class of 2024 is going to be collectively together, and uh, we couldn't be more excited. Yeah, it's exciting, and and especially paired with the uh, section game that could be taking place uh, that night. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, anything else, Mr. Leesman? I think uh, just for uh, the uh, any parents listening, which is maybe the the only who's listening, we do ask uh, at registration for our tuition. Um, we have a tuition continuous enrollment contract in the packet. We do collect that at registration. So um, it, it does make things go a lot smoother if it's pre-filled out. Um, but there are a few things we collect at the end of the registration. So you'll sit down with a teacher, and then at the very end you'll turn um, materials and documents into us and what that entails is a we do ask you to sign the continuous enrollment contract. And what that does is just hold your child's spot in the class. And then we also ask for um, the ACH half sheet to be filled out, and that is for automatic tuition payment. Um, and we don't start tuition payments until July, so I want to point that out. 
And then the third thing we collect is a $300 registration fee. But please note that does come off of your tuition. So it's like a deposit. Um, that is a non-refundable $300. Um, that if, if your child uh, remains enrolled, which we are certainly uh, are counting for and hope for, it again just comes off of your tuition. But those are three documents that we will ask for before anyone leaves that night. Um, a few things to note of why we do it that way is one, we want to kind of see uh, who's, who's registering um, and kind of it helps us work on sections and classes and stuff. But number two, if any, if any families are, if they apply for tuition assistance, we only consider families for tuition assistance who qualify if they registered with us. We don't want to give a family a tuition award if we don't know if they're registered. And this is really in the benefit for anyone registering at CDH so Absolutely. that we can maximize yeah. our dollars to support families. So yeah. it is important to note if you did um, apply for tuition assistance, we do only award you if you qualify if you enrolled with us. Some families think, uh, you know, why is it backwards like that? Um, all the Catholic high schools do it that way, and we do it because we want to maximize our efforts to those yeah. who are looking at CDH Absolutely. and other schools as well. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into making sure there's funds available to, to meet those needs financially, right. and so it's good to know who uh, who's coming our way. Right, right. Um, but other than that, just remember if, uh, if, if you, you happen to lose your packet or if you happen to forget information, we're going to cover everything on March 4th. Okay. Exciting night. We get to show off the new addition to the school. Yes, and, yes. Uh, it's a very beautiful area. So plan to stay a little bit. We're going to have a lot going on, certainly the basketball game. Um, it's just our, our Raider Act will be open if you want to get some, some, uh, some swag. But uh, we're, we're really excited for this class. This class draws from over 50 different grade schools. There's a lot of energy with the, over the fall and winter with our visitors, and uh, we couldn't be more excited. Yeah, it's a fun time to see the new faces come in. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're uh, looking forward to seeing everyone March 4th, Wednesday evening. Really come anytime between 3 and 7.30. Outstanding. Thank <laughs> you.